Hey guys, this is Maggie Elmer, and you're about to listen to another episode of the Spirit and Truth podcast. But before we jump into this conversation about how to navigate a season of spiritual dryness, do me a favor and please hit that subscribe button and leave us a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit and Truth podcast. I am Maggie Elmer, and I'm sitting here with the whole Spirit and Truth team. Let's have a round of introduction, shall we? Emma Winchester. Tony Meltenberger. Matt Reynolds. And yeah, thanks for listening today, you guys. We have um, not exactly a fun topic, but a real one. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to lead or to to sort of be in church life when things don't feel so great. Yeah, when you feel dry. Yeah, spiritual dryness. Spiritual, when you're kind of in a spiritual desert. Yeah. And I think this happens to everyone occasionally. Yeah, along the Multiple way. Multiple times, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not something that just happens once. And, you know, I think if you're listening to this and you're a leader, you're going to ebb and flow out of... Uh, seasons where ministry is just harder than others. And and that's actually true whether you're in ministry or not. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's easier to serve the Lord with joyful obedience than it is when it feels like you're slogging around, just don't want to do anything. And so our goal today is to help do two things. One, um, put some words around the seasons so that if you are unclear that you're in it, you might be able to identify. And two, maybe give you some practical exercises that help you um, come out of the wilderness ready to preach the gospel and proclaim the good news. Sounds like a good plan. You know, one thing I want to just note at the beginning is that um, one thing I like to say is that God never wastes a wilderness. Yeah. And oftentimes I think um, we have a limited view of God if we think that God never actually intends us to go through hard seasons. Yeah. And uh, at least when you look at the scriptures, I mean, my goodness, when you look at Israel, there's more wilderness than not, you know, like there's more uh, dry season than there is breakthrough. And, you know, we often we read through and we're reading the highlights of these monumental moments where God breaks in in spectacular ways. But the reality is sometimes those there's decades or even hundreds of years between these events which means there's like a lot of stuff that's just normal life in between there and some of that normal life feels pretty dry you know and that's true in the old testament and i think it's true even in the new testament we're going through uh, acts at our church right now and you read things like and then paul stayed there for a long time with these right what does a long time mean it means doing the laundry and cooking food and working and yeah they're doing normal life and um we skip to the next story where someone gets healed or an angel shows up or whatever and we just because it's the next chapter we just like we read the highlights like this is like the norm all of the time Mm -hmm. that's never been the norm uh like we don't get to live in those pinnacle moments every day we have to learn how to live our christian faith in the normal seasons and uh, and and in the hard seasons. Yeah. So, and just to make a distinction between what you're describing, so I have a good friend in in ministry who says, "Look, you can't live on ten. 
all the time. You can't be mountaintop every day. But just because you're not on the mountaintop doesn't mean you're automatically in the desert either. Yeah. So, um, but what we're talking about here is when you're not on the mountaintop, you're not even like a little bit below the mountaintop. You're like, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. Nowhere in the middle of nowhere, you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I know I have to stay faithful. I don't feel a strong sense of vision or purpose for what's happening. I'm kind of not getting a sense of anything. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like, oh, I can't hear the voice of God. I don't feel his presence around me. It just, you're like an island to yourself. Yeah. Mother Teresa had a prolonged mm-hmm. time about this. It's yes. well chronicled. If you want to get the opportunity to do a little research on that, I strongly recommend it. She, she said that she went years, like I, I think it was 13. It was a long time. Without hearing from God and yet still stayed on mission the whole time. And while we hope and pray that your dry season is not that long, we say all that to say that this is a very common occurrence. Uh, they were, for me, they, they usually go somewhere hand in glove with the idea of changing staff, like changing staff and losing relationship and bringing on new staff or waiting for those positions to be filled. Those are all really dry seasons mm. where I feel like things are, I mean, for me, this is an indicator. If I feel like I'm out of control, then I'm typically um, in a dry season because that's when I know that I want control as when I'm, when I'm struggling. Mm. Well, that's a good, that's a good, um, lead into, you know, what are some of the precursors to spiritual dryness? So beginning to realize that you want to clamp down on things and control circumstances. That's a good one. What's something else? I would say discontentment. I mean, starting to just not feel like like what God has given you in a specific season is enough or mm. um, that kind of goes along with like grasping for other things to kind of fill that void that you're feeling. Um, but also just like a when things start to feel like, oh, I'm only doing this because it's a discipline. It no longer feels like a joy or somewhere, something that's bringing me life, but it's like I am doing this because I know that I have to be faithful, but I'm in a season where I'm, it's, it's, Lord, I'm just trying to be faithful. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, um, as a pastor, it's usually when I start daydreaming more about working for UPS. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in all reality, like there's just been seasons, like the hard seasons where it's like things feel spiritually dry and I'm kind of losing focus. It's oftentimes when I start questioning my calling, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things that I've actually known and held for a long time. I'm like, I don't know. Is this really worth it? You know, you start having just emotions that are um, out of sync with what you know to be true and normally are not things that you would think about. For me, that's like that's one of the red flags. Uh, Not not that. I think I do think this is a reality that everyone goes through. Every normal Christian, every uh, person in ministry leadership does go through spiritually dry seasons. That's a reality. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest danger is not not recognizing it and just sort of um, not naming it for what it is, so that you can acknowledge it and then you know figure out the best ways to navigate through it. 
when you just when you're not even willing to acknowledge that you're in it you know and you're kind of in denial that's that's kind of a that's a bad spot yeah i would say my one of my red flag indicators and and to your point what you're describing uh, matt and i think we're all kind of describing this is is usually you don't realize that that um that the level of the well has gone down until you're like whoa where did the water go? Like sometimes we just don't realize we we're in the desert until we're in the middle of it, and you know things are not great. Yeah, but the, um, the dark night of the soul, right? Or, yes, <laughs> or or yeah, however you want to describe it. But I know for me, um, one of the indicators I have is that I start to really struggle with having compassion. Like I I I begin to just struggle to sort of. Uh, flow in the fruit of the spirit specifically in the area of gentleness and compassion so like I will just feel very short like a lack of patience short-tempered internally it might not express itself externally you know because I have enough of control over myself to stop that but internally I'm really gripey and irritable, (laughs) irritable and things like that with people yeah, one of the things that uh, that has helped me over the years is I'm a big fan of Kerry Newhoff, and he writes a lot about church burnout. Mm. And I think it's important to distinguish the difference between burnout and a dry season. Oh, yeah. And so oftentimes, one of the metrics that I've stolen from him is he says that uh, when escapism provides no escape, right, that's a sign of burnout, yeah. not a dry season. So if here, here's a great example. If you go on vacation and you come back from that vacation more drained or as drained like uh than you were then you're not in a dry season you're burned out yeah right? that's and a so, whole other big yeah big and a burnout's a different podcast yeah we can, we can talk about it another time but the idea that a vacation or a day away or a sabbath it should cause you to feel differently mm-hmm. if you're just in a dry season versus something else i think that's a good point because what we know from scripture is that the desert can still be a spiritually productive place. Mm. And, and burnout is like what you're describing is nothing productive is happening there. You need real intervention at that point. So, you know, one of the reasons I think that we're even talking about this is because as we get around to different churches in our awakening weekends, we just see its reality. Yeah. I mean, uh, we get to interact with a lot of different pastors and, uh, lay folks that are in leadership and we see just a lot of spiritual dryness yeah you know where people are like just i need some water you know you can see it in them sometimes they just auto they actually describe it they're you know they're kind of in touch with that reality sometimes they're not really they're not aware of how dry they are and sometimes they know it and they don't know what to do about it Mm -hmm. you know so i just wanted to throw that in there this is um I'm guessing as people that are listening to this, you know this reality because you've experienced it. Yeah. So we've identified what some of the red flags or the indicators are. Now, and we've also just made the distinction between burnout and spiritually dry season. So we know that a spiritually dry season, being in the desert, can still be a productive season. So what are some of the ways that being in the desert can be productive for us? The first thing I always recommend is uh, scaling back the amount of projects that you're trying to do, mm. right? And so sometimes we there's a lot of busyness that's not always productive. And so I, I would encourage you that if you're in a season of dryness to create more space 
for the Lord to speak. Mm. Right. And so one of the things that's just true is that in order to be um, in a relationship, you have to create more availability. Yeah. And so if my relationship with my wife is struggling, I spend some intentional time with her. And, and that's kind of what I think the first kind of in, uh, clue that you can do to make sure that you're connecting with the Lord to get out of the season. Yeah. So step one, check in with your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I, I think, um, one of the ways that God often uses dry seasons is to create, um, a more of a dependence and desperation for him Yeah, to acknowledge like there's becomes a more acute awareness of how much we need him mm-hmm. when we don't feel it, when things are hard and we're just like it, sometimes it feels like spiritually like you're just kind of trudging through the mud you know and maybe uh, you know it usually coincides maybe there's some difficult circumstances at church maybe there's been you know harder things in your family whatever usually there's uh, other things that are contributing to stress and things but when it feels like that i think it's a way you know one of the things you can do is ask lord what are you trying to teach me right now? Yeah. You know, and to be able to do that, you actually have to create space like Tony talked about. So, you know, I think I might have shared on another podcast, but I'll just share personally something that's been really beneficial for me recently. Um, I made a commitment at the beginning of the year because of your husband, (laughs) Maggie, Rob, who uh, just encouraged me over and over again to, to get a day away at a retreat center I started doing that every um, month. I've I've done that this year, once a month going and just spending a day alone and um, praying. Sometimes I do some writing, obviously read the scripture. But that one day, even though it's just one day, creating space has allowed me to hear from the Lord in ways that I wasn't when I wasn't making intentional space. Now, it's not like you can force it. Not And each time I've gone has been kind of different because I'm not setting the agenda. You know, I'm kind of going right. with open hands. But the the one thing that was within my control to do, I couldn't change how I feel about it. You know, and part of the reason I did that is because I was experiencing some spiritual dryness and some and just feeling, you know, I was in a season of discernment and also just some hard stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... The one thing I could control, I can't control the outcome of what happens when I create this space, but I can uh, I can put it on my calendar and cancel other meetings to make the space. That is something, like I'm not a victim of my own calendar. I can make that change. Mm. And so I think maybe the principle there is uh, if you're feeling spiritually dry, you can't control everything in your life. You don't, and you're not going to be able to like, just like, you don't, you don't just grit your teeth and clench your fists and try real hard to get out of the wilderness. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. But you can do some intentional things and you can make practical decisions that are within your control to create the kind of environment where God can do the work that you need. Yeah. So, I mean, you just named two things there. The first one was ask questions, sort of get curious about like, why am I, you know, what's going on? And, um, the second one was um, make space. So, I, I think the other thing that you alluded to um, but didn't state explicitly, which is important to state, is that if you are in a season of dryness, 
don't try to trudge through the season yeah. alone. Right. And so you mentioned Rob, but um, I know because of our relationship that Rob is a part of your regular rhythm of community, right? And so I come from a 12-step community, and we always say that you're most likely to make a bad decision when you're in a halt environment. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And so if you're in a halt environment, and you're, that will compound the dry season. So friends don't make the dry season go away. Friends make the dry season bearable, mm. right? Food doesn't make it go away. Food makes it bearable. Sleep doesn't make it go away. Sleep makes it bearable, right? Having a good counselor doesn't make the season go away. It makes it bearable. Like at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is to say, hey, the Lord has given you this gift of a dry season. How will you steward it? so that on the other side you can preach the gospel. Yeah. And one other thing I just want to highlight too is, is, and this is, I was struggling to remember what I was thinking, but anyway, um, you talked about acknowledging reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, which is just what Tony was saying to like, like, look, get real with yourself. It is what it is. And really we call that wisdom, <laughs> you know, just, mm-hmm. just acknowledging what reality is and acting appropriately. Yeah, and the other role of community, and I, I loved what you just sh- shared, Tony, because that's that's kind of what I, I was thinking after I described that. Um, having intentional Christian relationships is so key in that. And one of the reasons it's so key is not just the companionship, it's not just the friendship and uh, someone to pray, but also because if you have real, honest relationships where you've given them the um you know you've been vulnerable enough to give each other permission to speak honestly to one another sometimes they can see things in you and name things for you that you're not really yet able to name for yourself you know and i think uh well you and rob have both played that kind of role in my life you know i think we've shared on the pod yesterday before how we meet every thursday morning and those kind of relationships Yes, it's called Pies and Bros. That's what we call it. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's awesome. It's amazing, by the way. Uh, anyways, sorry, I just got distracted thinking about Thursday Pie. <laughs> But you need people in your life. You need it in the good seasons, too. But you just, you certainly need it in, in the dry seasons. You need people in your life who are uh, close enough and you're vulnerable enough with that they can say things to you and and be honest with you to highlight some of the red flags things that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. sometimes you're not you're not in a place to acknowledge it yet yourself yeah and you need a dear brother or sister to say hey you know what's going on because this is what i'm noticing yeah. in you you know yeah and i think another thing that happens in the dry season that sounds super cliche but is absolutely true is that you as they said like you grow in deeper dependence and in trust because when things feel like it is nighttime all the time you're like walking around in the dark it feels cold it feels like Mm. there's just you feel alone you feel like nobody understands and all these things it feels very isolating and everything but there is a component of it where you have to draw on your history with the Lord. You have to be reminded of 
okay, I know that the Lord is faithful. I have to recall all the times that he has been faithful to me. And, um, and, and even the signs and the wonders that you've seen, you have to bring those things to mind in those seasons. And that it, it really does strengthen your roots. It strengthens your grounding. You know, and I was reminded of um, Psalm 77, which is, in the day of trouble, I seek the Lord. And in this psalm, it says, let me remember my song in the night and let me meditate it in my heart. You know, we remember the songs that we sing that, God, you are good. God, you are holy. You are a father who loves me. I am not alone. I know that you have sent your spirit, that the Holy Spirit is with me. It's it's just a discipline of recalling all mm-hmm. of these things. And in doing that, you are strengthening your faith. Your faith will grow even when it doesn't feel like it is. There is a spiritual component of it that God is doing a work in you. And he hasn't gone anywhere. It, it just, it's the work. Yeah. Well, and I, I think one of the things that I'm reminded often when I think of the, the 12th stone passage of scripture, where the Israelites mark the stones, remembrance is in fact a spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's something that we're called to do as we walk with the Lord. And so, you know, one of the things I appreciate about this team is that all three of you, uh, Matt, Emma, and Maggie, since you guys can't see who I'm pointing to, but uh, all three of you are great journalers, right? And, and you guys all take copious journal notes. And, um, and I think that that's a great way if you're in a dry season to go back and look at your notes or to go back and journal some yeah. things and, and and even you know just the way that God designed the body it's hard for anxiety and gratitude to coexist at the same time mm-hmm. and so if you can write down things that you are thankful for in the dry season it will fill your heart with gratitude yeah and the anxiety see the the scariest part about the dry season is you don't know when you're going to come out yep <laughs> and so that's it. I mean, that's the anxiety. Like, oh, God, this is forever. I might as well go work at UPS. I mean, like the, a dry season not stewarded well turns into burnout real fast. Yeah. And so this is kind of that important part of like, hey, I'm going to take the time to journal through some of these feelings and then see what the Lord does with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that, too, because. I mean, I am a journaler for sure. I mean, last year I one of the things that I felt the Lord invite me into was to journal every day. And some people that sounds like torture, but for me, it was a true practice of being present with God's presence. And, and it forced me in a lot of ways to be very honest with God. And this is something that I talk about a lot, but honesty with the Lord you know, it just strengthens your relationship with him because it forces you to trust him. You're you're trusting that what I'm saying to you, you know, you hear and you know. Um, And I think in a dry season, it's it's really easy, as we talked about earlier, to go into denial or to just fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. type of mentality. But to get real with the Lord about, man, this is where I'm at. I just don't have any capacity left. I don't have anything else to give. So, Lord, I need you. That's, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, uh, along with all of those things, one of the things that I always do, or at least that I've learned to do, um, I didn't always do it. I had to, I had to like bang my head against wall a few hundred times. But um, 
one of the things I've learned to do along those same lines is um, eliminate all striving, which means I, I, I have to look for it first. So I usually, if I realize I'm in the middle of a season where I'm just like, I've lost a sense of direction, I have no compass, and if it's really bad, then I will have a hard time hearing the Lord, which is real bad for me. Um, it's bad for everybody. And I feel particularly um, sort of bereft without it. But the I start to look for all of the areas where I'm striving. And striving is almost always and a sign of pride for me, too. And they're all laughing at me for my word choice. Dictionaries, you guys, they exist. <laughs> bereft. It's a word. I'm feeling bereft right now. Are you? Particularly bereft. OMG. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> we go from... <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I, I just start to just do an inventory of like yeah. where I'm striving and... Uh, what is the root of that striving and is it pride is it is it insecurity is it fear all of these things and then i just strip myself all the way back and i go back to the most basic elementary spiritual disciplines like i don't try to make up my own reading plans i don't try i don't even try to pray my own prayers i go back to the daily office i read the readings i just my human creativity is bankrupt in that moment i need to stop that's what i do you know, I think one of the themes that we've heard kind of throughout everything we've talked about is this idea of spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And in fact, that's what spiritual disciplines are. They're actually, um, I think uh, Richard Foster kind of defines them, I'm paraphrase it, but as the spiritual disciplines, anything that you can do that's within your own power that puts you in a place where uh, God can do things that only God can do. Yeah. And this, uh, these disciplines, whether it's community, creating getting space uh to to just be with god alone scripture reading disciplines journaling disciplines all the things that we've talked about are remembering disciplines all of these things mm -hmm. are acts that you can choose to do that you actually you can't control the way that they will affect you but you're putting yourself in a place yeah. where god can do supernatural work in you yeah and that's the role of disciplines and if there's one thing that I'm tempted to do when I feel dry, it's to abandon them. Right. And if there's one thing I need to do, it's not abandon them. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. right. And the thing is about that is like, at least for me personally, I mean, my history with the Lord isn't that long, but I can pinpoint times in my life that were horrible. <laughs> and the point is, is that I still have agency. Mm -hmm. I am not a victim. And so switching the mentality from I'm a victim of this horrible season and I can't do anything. And so I just am going to abandon and God, you're going to have to do something incredible for me to get back on my feet. That mentality is so like, it's just it's full of self-pity. It's and defeatist. It's, yeah. yeah. The reality is, is that we have agency. So in your dry season, you have the ability to choose a spiritual discipline, even when it's hard. Yeah, and just to just to put a pin just straight on that, I love that so much because when we are in a position where we're where we're co content or intent on being victims, we it's very difficult to have forgiveness for people. Right, it's very difficult to. Um, 
find solutions to problems. It's difficult to see people as your friends or, you know, it's, it's very not a good place to go. One other thing that just popped in my head that I wanted to share that has been particularly important for me in dry seasons is the willingness to ask others to pray for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we talked a lot about personal disciplines. We talked about sharing with others. But there's something, I mean, if we believe that God works through prayer, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, um, then you're asking for real spiritual intervention when you ask yeah. for people to pray for you. And some of, there's been various moments, even, in, you know, in the last couple of years I can think about where I was feeling just in a, in a difficult time, whether it's circumstantially or just spiritually dry. And I just, the only thing I could think was, I'm going to just going to ask this person just to, to pray for me. And it made a significant difference. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, I just want to say this for anyone that's listening right now. Let's make this an action step for if you're listening to this podcast and you're feeling like, oh man, I think this might be me. I think I might be in a dry season right now. Here's, I'm giving you an assignment <laughs> and you have to do it actually. <laughs> you have to call one person this week and ask them to pray for you. Yeah. Amen. I don't care if it's someone in your church, if it's another, if you're a pastor and you want to call another pastor friend that you know, I want you to call one person and say, I'm feeling spiritually dry. I just needed to share that with someone. And could you pray for me right now? Even if it's on the phone, Mm -hmm. if you can be with them in person and they can put a hand on your shoulder while they do it, even better. Yeah. I mean, even Jesus invited his closest friends in his time of trouble to tarry with him. And so if Jesus was willing to humble himself and become that vulnerable, then that probably means that we do too. And it means that we should do that. (laughs) So I would say um, we know for sure, I think, that at least a few of the people listening to this podcast um, may feel this way, be partially because some of you have told us. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, we we go to churches all the time, and um, there are lots of times that we have pastors who receive prayer, and then they all, more than once, I've heard them remark, um, oh gosh, I'm not usually on this end of the prayer line. Mm. And no friends, no, no, <laughs> we all need prayer. So, um Anyway, this feels like a good place to wrap up. You've got your action step. You've heard, you know, here are some of the, some of the uh, red flags, the things that can help us be led out of a dry season. And, and always, like, the Lord will meet us, you know, in this moment. Um, the Lord will always meet us in, in the places where we need him the most, and um, we only need to seek him. And I'm wondering, Emma, would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. Okay, go for it. Father, I lift every listener up to you at this time. God, you know each person. You know the season that they are in. You know everything about them. You are well acquainted with with their sorrow, with their grief, with um, with their desert. God, you are well acquainted with each circumstance. Lord, I pray that that you would encourage the hearts of, of each listener that may be in a desert season. 
Lord, would you um, remind them of the songs that, that they have sung to you? Would you remind them of your faithfulness, of your goodness, of, uh, of the fact that you are Lord? That is reality. You are Lord over each of our lives. Um, you are Lord of our hearts. And so, God, would you, um, would you lead them by your spirit to some type of action, calling a friend, uh, becoming more invested and in, in more serious about intimacy with you? And, God, I pray that, that they would have hope in you, that they would grieve and be in this season with hope that, that you will lead them through. Thank you, God, that you hold the victory, that we are not victims of our seasons, of our circumstances, and even of this life. But Jesus, you hold the victory, and so that is our hope. That is where we place everything. So Father, would you meet them? Would you reveal your love to them? It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Friends, that's our podcast for today. We're so incredibly thankful for each and every one of you agreeing to be a part of our community. And if you didn't know, uh, Spirit and Truth is completely supported by people like you making donations. So would you prayerfully consider becoming a monthly supporter of our ministry? For more information and to start giving today, you can go to spiritandtruth.life. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to connecting soon.